Thank you for listening in right now. Glad you could join us. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's have a conversation. Connect with Greener Thoughts online by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in the show notes. You can also connect via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. episode announcement and the only one is that I want to wish you all a happy Women's History Month. Next up is the segment Headlines from the Hemispheres. It's a quick briefing on environmental news globally. So the first headline is quite simply about food and food packaging. So food packaging can harm human health. And you can learn more about that on ehn.org. That's Environmental Health News. So regarding food packaging, according to a review of more than 1,200 peer-reviewed studies by 33 scientists globally all across the world, they found that harmful chemicals in food packaging and other food contact materials can pose considerable risk to our health. So things like EDCs or endocrine disrupting chemicals are associated with things that are pretty horrible. Things like chronic diseases like diabetes, obesity, cancer, and also neurological disorders like ADHD. And scientists, all the scientists that were in the published study that reviewed and had those reviews that they went over, they went ahead and found that 12,000 distinct chemicals potentially are in use in the manufacture of food contact materials today. The second headline is all about the stinky, notorious durian fruit. So scientists turned stinky durian waste into energy storage. You can search treehugger.com for more on that piece. So durian, known for its unimaginable stench beyond measure, has new uses for technology. And so this is brilliant. So researchers have developed a method that turns durian into super capacitors that can charge things like your phones, laptops, and more. So with attempting to develop energy storage devices and sort of meet the challenge of global warming and rapidly depleting fossil fuel, the team took on durian and jackfruit to go ahead and try to create a electrochemical supercapacitor. You can look at the study called Aerial Gel from Fruit BioWaste Produces Ultra Capacitors with high energy density and stability. And that study was published in the Journal of Energy Storage. And then last but not least, the third headline is all about pesticides and baby bees. So pesticides impair the brain development of baby bees. 
and you can learn more about that piece on MNN.com. That's Mother Nature Network. And so according to new research that's freshly published in the Proceedings of Royal Society B, bees suffer permanent and irreversible brain damage when exposed to pesticides. So the research comes from the Imperial College London and it focused on the impact of pesticides on baby bumblebees. So that research is called Insecticide Exposure During Brood of Early Adult Development Reduces Brain Growth and Impairs Adult Learning in Bumblebees. So this podcast episode's news comes out of Mother Nature Network on MNN.com. And it's a different sort of topic. You know, I think they're, they're more so the reason for uh, the topic at hand is because there are real climate change deniers out there. They're everywhere. There are people who span all age groups. They're not just Gen Xs or they're not just boomers. They're people who are misinformed. They're people who you may know. They're people who are, you know, strangers to you. They may be even in your family. And they are denying that there's climate change that's real and that's happening. And there are reasons as to why they're denying it. And we can get to the bottom of it. And so we're going to sort of challenge together what it means to face a denier in their eyes. And to question what they believe and why they believe, why they are are, are feeling the position that they do against climate change. Why they feel like it's not something that is something that we as humans are impacting. Why maybe they used to be someone who believes in climate change, but now they don't. And maybe you want to try and convince them, or maybe you want to see where they're coming from and how they got to that point. So we're going to learn together with different questions and posing of strategies to sort of question and debate maybe on some level with a climate change denial person or denier. And so we're going to jump into using rationale, a little bit of research and know-how of talking with a climate change denier. So let's start off with how to argue effectively with a climate change denier and getting some key points and to remember these things in the back of your head. So the first thing is to don't blow hot air. When you're trying to talk with them face-to-face, upfront and personal, you want to get all the information that you have and use it, not to your advantage, but to use it to argue your point effectively. So this means that it could be the time to have these teachable moments with, you know, maybe a friend who isn't convinced that humans are impacting greenhouse gases to the extent that science reveals. Or you may be trying to, having to tell your mom that Greta Thunberg isn't just a social justice warrior and that she's actually a climate activist and she has been for some time now and that the writing is on the wall and it's something that needs to be seen before it's too late. There are some different resources I'm going to get to a little bit later and we can share together of how they can be used to support your side of things. Number two step is to not be insulting. So this is a point where you can be peaceful, can say what you want to say, can be heard, and to also just be respectful. 
So whether you're arguing and when you may be having a heated sort of debate with someone who isn't even level-headed or maybe they're hitting below the belt and it's really uncomfortable, you know, you don't have to go that route either. This isn't a time for you to get out of hand or to have the police involved and things go south. This is a time to admit when maybe you don't know something and you're learning something. This is a time, again, to be respectful, to keep the conversation on topic, to give credit where credit is due, and also to listen more than just projecting your argument and opinion on someone else who doesn't agree. Number three is to go ahead and cite your sources. So this means whether it's NOAA, whether it's NASA, whether it's the EPA, these are really good places to start when you're talking about convincing someone or persuading someone even of climate change and its effect nowadays in modern times, or even stretching back 100 years, even 50 years. Things like um, convincing someone on statistics that you may see on the pages of NPR or even public opinion polls and using those and the sources there because most often than that you can find scholarly articles a ton of different places on places like Google Scholar, for example, and there's tons of searching terms that you can use to go ahead and find what you're looking for even when it comes to something like climate change. It's kind of broad, but you can narrow your search down to support your arguments. On Greener Thoughts, you all know that Greener Thoughts, we go ahead and we cite our sources. I mentioned, especially in the headlines or even when I'm, you know, plugging in more information for you to check out on your own, the sources of which I get these things. So whether it's a website, whether it's a scholarly article and the site for that, I usually will link it in the show notes or even announce it also in the podcast episode. So this is practicing good research and backing up sources. Number four is to not mix science and politics. That is kind of, you know, what goes without saying. People don't do that usually on dates unless they're pretty, you know, brash, not mixing religion and politics. But these two things are pretty unique and they're deeply complex issues that do not necessarily need to be combined like your favorite food groups at the dinner table. Just don't need to do it. Subjects like whether the the earth is flat or whether there are enough food resources worldwide to fix hunger are not going to be solved right at the dinner table. So the point here is to aim to keep the conversation light with no arguments necessarily ensuing. And then number five is to take a break. Whether you need to take a mental break or just take an emotional break from when things get too hot is where you can relax from the banter and discussion if things are getting a little bit out of hand. You can try to save it for another day or another time or do things like emailing resources or sources where you get your information from to get your point across and make sure with it that it has some real weight to it when you do it. So this is where you can keep your cool and you can know that it's not always possible. It's just not to convince friends or family your viewpoint. Though, you can agree to disagree and respect differences of opinions, but not facts. So for more information, like I talked about a little bit earlier, 
in the show notes will be the handful of great resources. Is one page um, or one link, I should say, of the different responses that someone who is a climate change denier is more likely to go ahead and say to you. So you can go ahead and correct them and correct that misinformed climate change denier. So the information is a part of the Climate Leadership Initiative of the Institute for a Sustainable Environment, and that's within the school of the University of... I think one of my favorite environmental quotes is, quote, when the last tree has been cut down, the last fish caught, the last river poisoned, only then will we realize that one cannot eat money, end quote. I think it's a powerful quote. It is a quote that I think stands for um, realizing that there's a lot of other things that are so much better than the love of money. Um, not to say that there are climate change deniers who you know love money above everything else, but they're forgetting that we need the fish of the earth. We need the rivers. We need our earth to be living, to be alive, to be sustainable for us. And, and not just, just for us, but for our, the animals that call it home. We need to, you know, exercise caution when you're, when you're talking to climate change deniers, being respectful, but also showing them that it's not just about uh, the climate. And, and how we can protect it. We have to protect ourselves and be smart. We have to not deny science. We have to embrace science. We have to be always on top of new things, new technologies, but also protecting our planet. We can't deny the fact that our, our weather and our, our climate, which are two different things, but they are linked. Our climate, even now, you know, where I live in, in Maryland, it's, it's changing a lot, and I see it throughout the, the years, recent years, actually. And I was on a website, and it was talking about the uh, meteorolo- meteorological and astrological um, different uh, seasons. And so, you know, usually, as far as in the Northern Hemisphere, like winter is in December, and it usually doesn't end until, you know, late February-ish. But they had the um, astrological or astronomical, I think it's astrological um, period of season. And it was a little bit in, you know, March ending, which I don't think is necessarily the best. You know, that that doesn't feel like norm to me. So I feel like slowly but surely, even where I am, you know, that climate is matter of factly changing. And it's scary. It's scary to know that it is. But there are things that we can do about it. I just don't think it's right to just stand by and to deny that the truth is out there, that it's happening, that it's in our face. We can't just deny that something is happening just because we don't want to believe it. And so uh, I, in the in the subject and looking for different things to talk about, also within the topic, I ran into a few different videos, and one of my favorite channels is Jubilee. Now, you may have heard about it. You may, um, you know, maybe don't know about it, but it's a really remarkable channel because it embraces people and their stories, and it makes them think deeper. And one of their taglines is to embrace empathy, and they use social commentary, social thought, and questions of different ideals and what people are, are thinking 
And it makes you think as an audience member, as a supporter, as someone who may not have challenged certain positions before. And one of the recent prompts, uh, one of the recent videos was called, Do All Climate Change Skeptics Think the Same? And so some of the prompts I'm going to read and I'd like for you to write them down or to share them or to memorize them, whatever you need to do. And you can ask them of your family, your friends, of yourself. The first one is, I care about the environment. Now, what they use in the video was a scale of strongly disagree all the way to strongly agree and with different uh, mediums in between that. Uh, the next prompt is, I distrust I distrust mainstream media. The third one is, I am well informed on this topic of uh, climate change. And then climate change activists are often hypocrites. That's number four. Number five prompt is, we should stop the polar ice caps from melting. And then they switched it up by also saying uh, another prompt, the thought of polar ice caps upsets me. So they tried to change the prompt to sort of See if the respondents would change their prompt just by the wording of the question. And then they also had another prompt similarly of if the polar bears went extinct, I would be sad. Then one of their other prompts before the next one, last one, was that future generations will have a worse environment than now. And then the last prompt that they asked was, I am willing to change my mind on this topic it being the climate change topic. There were a few different prompts that stood out to me and I really liked, I think Jeremy was his name. He was pretty lax and laid back and really honest about what he didn't know and what he could find out. And he thought for himself, you know, most of his ideas weren't really set in stone. And so I really appreciated that. Like he was honest. He wasn't interrupting anyone. He wasn't blaming anyone. He wasn't judgmental. You know, even though, you know, who doesn't judge, you know, to some extent, even quietly. But he he thought uh, respectfully and he was pretty just honest with himself and what he didn't know. And he was like, you know, we as, as people, you know, we're all hypocrites to some extent, you know, even climate change activists. So he wasn't really surprised really at that prompt um, because everyone does things for different reasons and... Um, we kind of can't blame each other for the things that we do. We just have to take accountability. So that's something that I really appreciate in that video and watching everyone answer the prompts differently. So I challenge you to, again, question what you think and why you think that way. And lastly, I want to get to if there's a cultural element to why topics sometimes are hard to talk about whether that be because of your political affiliation or your family and how you grew up, your childhood maybe, or your cultural background in the country where you were born uh, in or just something else. I sometimes believe that sometimes it's hard to talk about things because we're socialized not to. Like there are some cult cultures around the world who don't talk about sex or who don't talk about you know coming of age or who don't talk about you know their feelings or don't talk about... Um, you know, how to live live freely and not by societal norms. And so I exercise to you to question, you know, yourself, but also question climate change deniers and why they believe why they believe and 
how they got to that place. So here's the Mother Earth Minutes, where we review in the next few minutes proactive things we can do to combat the issue in the episode and to also protect Mother Earth. The message for this podcast episode is that we should really be about having hard conversations. They need to happen. Whether it's the climate, whether it's about animal rights, whether it's about biodiversity, we need to have conversations that matter. We need to not be afraid. We need to not be afraid of stepping on people's toes or stepping on eggshells or anything of the sort. We just need to be free of thought. doesn't mean free of consequence if, if things get out of hand, but we need to be able to express ourselves and be free thinkers. I think one of the ways that's really powerful in that is to ask questions about a climate change denier. So this means asking how they arrive at that viewpoint about the environment. How have they been conditioned to believe certain things, maybe even out of fear? And how are they willing to change their mind if they're willing to change their mind? Next thing, number two, is to storytell. So this means using stories, using information to sort of capture something within that climate change denier that you wouldn't have been able to go ahead and capture before. So I'll give you some examples. Some things like movies. So movies kind of about climate change, like the movie 2020 that was made in, 20, in 2009, or Geostorm. Which, was, uh, which came out in 2017, which is an amazing movie, by the way. I freaking love it. Or The Day After Tomorrow, which, was, which came out in uh, theaters in 2004, which is like the goat when it comes to climate change and just having it be on the big screen. These are some examples of movies that you can sort of maybe share with the climate change denier And maybe have some common ground there. Things like podcasts, which if you're big in on them like me, and you favorite hundreds of them, you may like different podcast episodes like, or podcasts, I should say, like America Adapts, the Climate Change Podcast. I like that one. I love BBC Radio, Costing the Earth. That's a really big one. There's also Natural Disasters from Podcast. Those are all in my favorites on a specific on a specific podcast app. And then there's my podcast, Green of Thoughts, the one that you're listening to. These are ones that you could share with them. And then also current events. Maybe you can stay on top of different current events that they may have read about or listened about before. So with the turtle with the straws in its nose on the beach recently, that is something that you can sort of connect with Uh, a denier on a likable level and you can find more common ground talking about those types of things. Number three is to be equipped to handle different points thrown at you. So whether there's someone who's into skeptical science that happens to be a denier or someone who's just not going to be trying to being convinced at all, You are able to hold your own, but also understand that they are going to try and argue with you to the best of their ability. 
but you sort of kind of can't have that happen. You kind of just have to be cool about it and understand that they're coming from from a different point of view than you are. Number four is to set aside your differences. So an ASAP Science is a really great program on YouTube, but they have a different video in uh, November 2019 they talked about and they talked about the different psychological studies that actually show people with different worldviews that happen to be um, one of them happened to be about collective action and social action and skepticism of corporate power and that willingness of a person to accept the consensus of climate change the scientific consensus versus someone who has the worldview that's a bit different it's about the individual self. It's about skeptical government or skeptical of government and one who's supportive of corporations and them not being willing to accept the consensus of climate change. Those are two different worldviews. So you kind of have to understand someone's you know, viewpoint to understand who they are and why they got to be that way. Why are they for corporations and for self? Why are they for... Um, maybe collective action and social action, why they support um, the consensus of climate change. That's amazing that they do, but it's like, why do they do that? And then number five, this is to talk about these conversations with the next generation. So kids, kids are up and coming, smaller than maybe you are, maybe your grandkids, maybe your nieces and nephews, those who you may teach if you're a teacher or maybe you volunteer with, those who happen to be younger, the itty bitties, the toddlers, the preteens, the adolescents, the teenagers, all those falling behind you. How are they interpreting the climate? What do they see that's changing? You could really influence someone uh, for good. And you can understand where they're coming from and how they're understanding the climate around them as well. The eco fact of the day is that California now has one million rooftop solar systems. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the March-April 2020 issue. Alright everyone, we've come to the Eco Company Spotlight, which is Time and Green of Thoughts, where it's where you can go ahead and hear about some amazing products and services, and if you have any that you created and you want to definitely get some reach out there, you can definitely let me know and have me review it. Be fun to talk about and embrace different types of brands that are out there, have those services that are out there, environmentally friendly products that are out there. And I love doing it and I love hearing, you know, what you have as far as products and services that happen to be doing great for the planet, different things. And uh, I've been reviewing products and services for a bit since February 2019 And I have an amazing one that you would love. So we're going to talk about Jason Personal Care and its products. So for the Jason brand, they have celebrated nature in all its beautiful forms and put the power of nature in their body, hair, and skin products since 1959. Once to do things differently and embracing the California free spirit mindset, 
They keep things simple and effective with plant-based ingredients and uncompromising quality and care. So regarding their commitment to sustainability, Jason personal care products are amazing because they're biodegradable, they have no animal byproducts in their products, they have no artificial colors, no GMOs, no parabens, no botulotum, no phthalates, no sulfates, and they are cruelty free. As far as the products that they carry and that they have, they have all types of face products, they have body care products like body wash, hand and body lotion, deodorant, and more. And then they have your different hair products like your shampoos, your conditioners, your different stylers that you may use. And they have products for your teeth to keep them white and healthy. And then they have products for women, men, and also kids. Now you can contact Jason Personal Care by going to check out their customer service that they have going on in their hours on Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can call them at 877-527-6601. Now I wanna talk about my experience of Jason Personal Care products. And so I love, for me, their pure Australian tea tree skin oil. I love it and I use it either in the smaller uh, container or the other container that they have for their uh, other uh, tea tree oil. And then I like also their body wash. It's insane to even be able to find their body wash because it is like in, it's rare to find it uh, in its size because it comes in a big size. It comes in 30 fluid ounces, which isn't really, I guess, typical of a skincare or body care product. Most come in, in eight ounce ounces. And if you can buy in bulk, you usually have to go to like a specialty store or somewhere online. But it's great because with their different products, even their lotion, um, it smells great. Their scents are super light, so they aren't really going to linger throughout the day or night or make you uncomfortable. Their prices are insane and in a good way because they're definitely affordable on all their different types of products that they have. And I think, like I said before, they're one of the fewer brands that have bigger sizes so they know that it will last a lot longer. So you're using less plastic, you're you know recycling less, but you are still recycling. And so you're getting more for your money especially for something like a body wash that comes in a pump form which I love as well not too many different body care products even come in pumps anymore so the fact that with Jason personal care products that they do is just a cherry on top uh, for me I do uh, wish some of their products were a bit more thicker but overall I don't want to complain and so I do love their products so Jason personal care products can be found online in a ton of different places. They can be found on our website, www.jason-personalcare.com. They can be found on amazon.com, ebay.com. They can be found in Giants. That's where I get my Jason personal care products. You can, they can also be found on in Harris Teeter, Rite Aid, Safeway, The Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, Walmart. Wegmans, Whole Foods Market, Yes Organic Market, and many, many other retailers online and in store across the country and world where available. 
Jason Personal Care is on the following social media platforms. Facebook at Jason Personal Care. They're on LinkedIn at the Hain Celestial Group. They're on Pinterest at Jason. And they're on Twitter at Jason Personal Care. To contact Jason, you can go ahead and check out their website, www.jason-personalcare.com. And then you can click Contact Us under Discover Jason at the bottom of their website to go ahead and fill out their message form. So everyone, thank you all for tuning in. And I really hope that you share this episode, have some fun with it. I really hope that it inspired you to next time go ahead and tell your opinion with some facts behind it, some weight to it. And when it comes to holding your own and talking to these climate change deniers, and you may persuade some, you may inform others, you may be able to shed some light on, you know, why they are the way they are. And I hope that these tools help. I know they'll help me if I ever come across a climate change denier. So until next time, you all be well and take care and be safe. And as always, be sure to please take care of yourselves and to please take care of the planet. You all be well. Bye.